<laughs> Welcome to our second podcast. We're the, the K and K Twins. You have no idea what it took for us to even push the button to start this recording. It has been <laughs> ridiculous. We are not tech savvy. We need help. <laughs> it's been so brutal. Oh but here gosh. we are. I'm Kathleen. I'm Kim. And we're the K and K twins. You can tell we're twins. I know. Yes, yes. It's hard to tell us apart, but you'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll as you figure get it to know out us. as we go. Yeah. Um, so one of the things we wanted to start with is the fact that this is our journey. Yeah. So these are our truths and our experiences, um, but we want to be very mindful of others who we may be talking about in these episodes, particularly our family of origin or others who may have wounded us or caused us pain. Not intentionally. Um, not intentionally, but it's. The purpose of all this is not to promote, you know, self-pity or to bash our parents mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or any other dysfunctional person that was in our life. Um, the goal is to promote, to promote, to promote objectivity, reality, and godly independence. Yes. So that's and, and what the healing, goal is. And healing. And you know, one of the things I've learned through this, but also being a parent, is our story, the way we recollect things whether it's true or not to other people is our truth and so we have to first of all acknowledge that um, but if we say something that you don't think is true for you and you went through that experience with us that doesn't mean you're wrong or we're right or we're right or it's our experience mm -hmm. so just mm -hmm. we are giving grace give us the same grace right. as we work through our own healing right and keep in mind that two children or more children can be raised in the same household and have very different experiences depending on their relationship with each parent and with their siblings. Mm -hmm. So while one child may have had one experience, they may not be able to relate to you and your, your experience. So there may be some, um, um, some fragmentation there, okay? So really, the, the point is that understanding the problem is only really the first step towards healing. Yeah. You know, um, but with understanding comes hope yes. for change, right? So if we're going to break the chains of codependency in our lives, we have to be willing to be brutally honest, mm -hmm. be uncomfortable, be open-minded, and really speak our truth. So one of the things to keep in mind is that change is uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Painful. It actually feels painful. Mm. So when Kathleen and I first started these books, and we'll show you the book again in a second, but when we first started this, I, I first of all, I'll say I'm one of those people that says I'm not afraid of anything. But before we started, I was afraid. I was afraid of my own pain. I was afraid of what I would uncover. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to survive my own pain, which mm -hmm. is, sounds crazy because I've been living with it all, the, all of these years. But part of what we do as codependents is we, we mask our pain, we push it mm -hmm. down, we, we deny. deny it, we completely ignore it, and we don't deal with it. And so being open to change means you're going to have to deal with some stuff, and I promise it will not kill you. It actually, <laughs> you think we it's going to kill like you. We felt like it would. I was terrified. Yeah, it I really was. It was so frightening to, take, to start this journey, but necessary. Yeah, and it won't kill you. It actually, there's freedom on the other side of that. So yes. when you walk through the pain, which is never as bad as your imagination thinks it's going to be, by the way. Mm -hmm. In your head, we build it up as this, I don't know what we think Scary it's going thing. to be. Scary thing, yeah. Like, but terrifying, like paralyzing. Once you walk through it, you go, oh my gosh, not only was that not as bad as I thought it was, 
I am wow. like free. It was freeing. Oh my gosh. So freeing. So hold tight, stick to it. Work through the pain. Be afraid. That's mm -hmm. normal. You're normal. Yes. But Be do it anyway. Be That's why we're having right? uncomfortable conversations. Exactly. That's you why we're doing this. You can't change without discomfort. Yeah. Because change is never comfortable. Yeah. And looking at yourself, looking at your stuff, dealing with yourself, and really being honest is terrifying. It's, 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 it's painful. very painful, but it's so necessary. So don't fight. Don't fight the truth. Mm -hmm. Don't fight your pain. Um, don't deny your experiences, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but be willing to be uncomfortable. And it's our natural inclination to run. So one of the things right? Kathleen always <laughs> would talk about when we would get to a chapter um, that was really hard, she'd be like, if I want to run, that means I need to press through. So if that's, you, if, if that's your inclination, you're going, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it. That means you need to, to do, do it. it. I used to, when we, we did this book, it's called Untangling Relationships by Pat Springle. I don't know if you can see that there. Untangling Relationships by Pat Springle, okay? In this workbook, there's, there's exercises to do. There's workbooks to help you work through it. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kim was referring to. When we would get to a question or an exercise that we had to do, and I would think, oh my gosh, I am going to put this down and come back to it. I would make myself stop, you know, pray that over it. That was a clue And to you. do it. It that was. was. That was mm -hmm. your, because one of the things we wanted is to listen to ourselves. Right? And that was your, your inclination to listen. You were like, okay, I need to listen now. Because I want to run. I need to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to just put it down mm -hmm. and walk away. Yeah. Then I knew it was something I needed to hear, something I needed to learn, that God was speaking to yeah. me through that. And it was so painful, I was afraid of it. Yeah. So I would walk away. And then... And sometimes, sometimes it's okay. You know... To stop and breathe and, you know... Don't skip it. Don't run. Don't skip it. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you're avoiding it, you're uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, there's something that needs to change. Yeah. Right? Yes. So let's just let's just start there. Okay. That's a little disclaimer. Yeah, a little disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> With a, few, a few little disclaimers there, but that's so okay. You're gonna hear us. We're gonna do some repetitions. So one yeah. of the things we're gonna share with you again, probably each, you know, each episode is we're gonna talk again about codependency, the six basic characteristics. Okay? So there are three core perceptions or behaviors, and then there's three emotional results. Okay. So I'm not sure if you guys can see this, but I'm going to hold this up for you and see if you guys can see at least this top part here. Um, the first one is, I guess I had my finger over it, is lack of objectivity, um, a warped sense of responsibility, and control, being controlled and controlling. Okay, Those are the three perceptions and behaviors. The three emotional results are um, loneliness, hurt and anger, and guilt. Can you see those? I don't know if you guys can see those. But anywho, and that leads to codependency, okay? So you start with this dysfunctional family, and then you learn these behaviors, mm -hmm. okay? So we're going to repeat that. It's just important. This came out of the book, but I didn't know a good way to, um, <laughs> to copy it for we, you. We told you we're not very tech savvy. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So it leads to, a codependent, yeah. it leads to a codependent <laughs> lifestyle. Okay, and one of the things when you become codependent, um, the the lack of objectivity, warped sense of responsibility, the controlling, controlling, all those things, it really le leads to denial and secrecy, oh. and that is what they call like a closed system, because um, it's we need that to survive. Yeah, it's a coping mechanism. That, it is definitely sure. a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So we learn in our families of origin to keep secrets, mm -hmm. to not you know don't air the dirty the family's dirty laundry. Mm -hmm. Well, that's dangerous because. As a child, when you're learning that some things can't be 
spoken yeah. of mm -hmm. that are bad or scary to you, that's 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 a dangerous. Especially when you're taught you can't share your feelings. What if right? I what if I feel a certain way and now right? I can't talk about it because I'm not allowed to talk about these things right? that are, have happened to me that are happening to me that make me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. That's dangerous. But it, it 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 teaches us to not listen to ourselves to. Um, ignore our own instincts and not trust our own judgment mm -hmm. and that is all that all creates these codependent people that we've become right so you, we learn as, as children mm -hmm. that the reality that we're actually seeing isn't real and isn't true right so we learn we can't trust it right we, we can't trust our own eyes and so we'll talk about that more as we go through this so um, we kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the causes of codependency yeah let's go backwards so um, Really, you know, the core problem in dysfunctional family, families uh, is there's a dysfunctional dependent person and the codependents kind of revolve around this dependent dysfunctional person, mm -hmm. okay? Which leads to our own dysfunction as codependents, right? So the compulsion for us as codependents is to rescue, yes. fix, help. We um, call it helping. Yeah. We call you know, <laughs> control people. Exactly. We're trying to control them. Right? Control people in situations. So we do that because we want to fill that emotional void that we feel from all these unmet, unmet needs that we have yes. in our and family of origin. what is that origin, one thing right? we're trying to fill as codependents? What is the one thing? Love. Love. Love we and acceptance. We just want to feel loved. Mm -hmm. And we do everything out of this desperation. And every anything that comes from a place of desperation is not healthy. Right? Absolutely not. So, yeah. So if we look at what... Um, you know what a healthy family looks like yeah let's talk about some of those things because you know children are meant to experience consistent loving discipline mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. I can't see no, I can't see oh that. she can't see. Um, so so look if they don't have discipline they don't learn they don't learn boundaries yeah. they don't learn right and wrong they don't learn um, you know the concept of consequences for their behavior mm -hmm. so healthy families learn how to discipline you know, set mm -hmm. boundaries and mm -hmm. structure them mm -hmm. while still loving and affirming the child. That's the key. Right? That's the key. That doesn't happen in a dysfunctional family. No. Okay? So there's not that... Um, 16 and 17. Thank you. I'm going to read... We're taking a lot of this right from this book. Yeah. Okay? I think it's really important to talk about the difference between a functional family and a dysfunctional family. Right. Because you'll get to see... Uh, for those of us, and most of us, let's be real, are raised in some kind of dysfunction. But to us, it's very normal. We don't know it's dysfunctional because right? it's all we've ever known. So to know the difference between functional and dysfunctional, I think is, is very key. And so we're going to talk about both of those so that you can, and I want you to think about your childhood. Mm -hmm. Think about your life um, and see where you fit mm -hmm. and be honest, which is really hard because, again, we think everything we went through is normal. Mm. So um, listen to your body. Listen to feel how your body reacts when you hear these things, because yeah. those are all keys. We, yes. we can really dismiss that, but feel your body. Does that mm -hmm. make sense when I tell you to feel Get your body? Into, sometimes it's hard because we've learned to stuff our emotions. Yeah. So we'll kind of walk through. This is sort of the signs of a functional family. Functional, I, okay. So it's unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. First of all, let me just stop there. <laughs> because <laughs> That's, you really, okay, are there, peop, are, are there people out there that experience unconditional love and acceptance there are, are you oh. i think there are healthy are people that actually have Aww, yeah not us great. but yeah <laughs> no shade to the family that's right no shade not to the your fault it's just yeah. our experience this is our experience <laughs> you know, was so. it true for you you loved us you love us 
but yeah. yeah, the best of your ability. So again, this is not an indictment <laughs> no, of our but parents, this is, your parents, you know, our family of origin, whoever you were raised by. Okay, you know. sorry, I had to interrupt because that's amazing. It is amazing. So there's forgiveness, there's attention, there's fun, there's compassion, comfort, honesty, comfort. freedom to have your own opinions and your own identity. We're going to wow. get to that later. Objectivity. Um, affirmation. So all these good Aww. things, appropriate responsibility, loving correction. What? Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> correction we know. Yeah, not so much the loving part, but yeah. um, anyway, so freedom to express our emotions appropriately. Mm. Okay. Freedom, freedom to, express to express your emotions, period. Like, how many of you had parents who, if you got hurt or if your parent did something and it was hurtful to you and you cried, they'd say, I'll give you something to cry about. Ugh, stop that crying. Why do we tell children to stop expressing their emotions? Like why? Because it makes okay, us uncomfortable. Let's answer, makes us uncomfortable. Say, let's answer that. Because you know what? That actually brings me, I don't know if I'm allowed do to it. talk about your experiences. <laughs> that reminds me. Um, she knows me. She, I knows know. all, she knows all that my That reminds secrets. me of a story you told me about the swim team. Was it the swim team? Oh, yeah. No, it was my. Baseball? Or? No, basketball. Oh. My daughter's basketball. Yes. yes. So, I. What we do is we perpetuate these cycles, these behaviors. I did the same thing with my daughter, unfortunately. I wish I would have gone through this book, you know, 30 years ago, because um, she's in her early 30s now. But when she was in middle school, she was on a basketball league, and they went to regionals or terms, I don't know what it was, anyway, some tournament. And there was a gal on her team whose grandmother had just passed away. Anywho, they won the first one or two games, I don't know, but they, they lost a game eventually, and so they were out of the tournament. And the girls were crying and carrying on, and I thought, this, this is just ridiculous. This girl has lost her grandmother. That's something to cry about. You don't cry about a game. You don't cry about a basketball game. I could just hear my dad saying, good night, you know, knock it off. There's nothing to cry about here. So I told my daughter she better stop. You know, I don't want to see her crying. Well, she was disappointed, and she was expressing her feelings of disappointment they had come so far and then they lost. Mm -hmm. So basically what I was telling her is don't express your emotions. Don't, it's don't not feel what you're feeling. It's not safe to feel what you're feeling, your disappointment, and express it through tears as young girls are wont to do. But I didn't realize that at the time. It wasn't until this one <laughs> called me out on this when we were talking about this one time and she said, wait, what? What did you say? You and I'm like, feel yeah, feelings. I, there's nothing for her to cry about. And I was so sure that I was right. I was so sure based on my experience and what I thought was truth in my childhood that I was sure that that was good parenting and that was the right thing to do. It was not. Let me just say, that was not the right thing to do. So I regret that. And you'll find that as a parent, you, you may have a lot of regrets mm -hmm. once you start realizing. And that's why sometimes people are afraid to go through this journey. Because mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. is afraid. It is. I mean, it's terrifying yeah. sometimes to learn about yourself and realize the mistakes you yes. made with your children yes. and how you've impacted their lives and mm -hmm. their own And created right? codependent people because that's all we know. We right. learned codependent behavior, so we taught them codependent behavior. And so I find that I frequently have to talk to my children and apologize and mm -hmm. I'm not even done. Like, yeah. it's, it's New stuff be comes years. up. It's been years of me <laughs> teaching them the wrong thing. Right. It's going to be years of me apologizing yeah. and learning new things for sure but that's what but that's what we do is that's we, what we do we tell people how to feel that's controlling right? that's why do we do them. that and why do we tell children they can't feel their own emotions for heaven's sakes let them feel their emotions yeah. um 
Kim and I found this thing. It's called the feelings wheel. Oh my gosh. I we love, love the feelings wheel. wheel. Yes. So Google it, you guys. Feelings yeah. wheel. And it it gives you all these different feelings. Mm -hmm. and, and typically, it um, is like a big circle. Hold on. I and have a saved in my All favorites. the feelings come down to some core emotions. Yeah. So there are some core emotions like fear. Just so you, you know, know, it's all colorful and pretty like yeah, that. It's like pretty. it's on my favorites because mm -hmm. I need to feel my feelings. Right? And I need and to have it, it at my favorites. And it gives you words to use. So if you have been taught not to feel your feelings, mm -hmm. to deny what you're mm -hmm. feeling, um, this is a great way to go through and pick out tool. words yeah. and emotions. Yeah, yeah, it's a great tool to help you identify what you're feeling. Yeah, because sometimes I'll go, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I don't I, know what I'm I feeling right yeah. now. Yeah, so I go, I go, I'm coming into your office with my feelings <laughs> wheel. And I'm like, okay, I and I, look, I find the words that fit what I'm feeling, and then it takes me to the root, which is usually fear, by the way. Yes, typically. Which more often than not yes, is fear. a lot of fear. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it just... And once I understand what I'm feeling, it takes that anxiety off. It takes the frustration out of it. It's like I can breathe again. So it's a really wonderful mm -hmm. tool. And it's so freeing. Yeah, it really is. So when you're when you're feeling your feelings, you don't know what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Learn to mm -hmm. feel your feelings. Because typically, as a codependent, you'll feel a couple of core emotions yeah. because you want to hide all your others. So you're either angry all the time, or you're which can look like sarcasm, mm. um, bad temper, violent, yeah, whatever. Or you are depressed. You can be very depressed mm -hmm. and anxious because you haven't really figured out how to express your yeah. emotions and feel yeah. your feelings, which is very, um, creates anxiety. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it very does. distressing. So we're going to look at some um, signs now of dysfunctional families. Let's at, let's okay, let's see if, if you relate to any of these folks. So there could be alcoholism, drug addiction, some of the obvious ones, any kind of addiction. But what about workaholism, mm -hmm. right? In yourself or your family of origin, right? Your parents. I, I have that to a certain extent. Um, maybe divorce. You are that to a certain extent. Okay, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Let me get there. Um, divorce, eating disorders, sexual disorders, an absent father or an absent mother. One parent is, is, is absent. Does, okay. that, does it differentiate between physically and emotionally in there? It doesn't. But, well, it does because okay. it talks about neglect, mm -hmm. verbal abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, a domineering father and a passive mother, which is what my experience was, or a domineering mother and a passive father. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mine was more like, you know, the domineering yeah. father. So, that was really um, eye-opening to me mm -hmm. when I was first learning about codependency because mm -hmm. I thought, how did I, how did I get this way? I didn't have any alcoholism in my right? family. You know, my parents have been, you know, they've been together all these years. We had a, an idyllic family. So from the outside, how, yeah, yeah, how could that possibly be? And that controlling, domineering thing, when I saw that, highly hypercritical, um, that's a thing when you have oh, a hypercritical parent and you are not good you are never good enough whether you really are or whether you feel it mm -hmm. the way you feel is real to you when you're a child mm -hmm. and you carry that with you absolutely um, that will create a codependent person here I am absolutely absolutely so here I was I'm yeah in exactly I'm in recovery, <laughs> in recovery. my name is Kim in and recovery. I'm in recovery um, so it may be something obvious or it may not it may not be that obvious um, so you know, they give us some different examples in the book. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to go You know, but. here's what I would, I would be curious. If everybody at this point would just kind of stop and think about mm -hmm. 
where they fit. Were they in more of a functional family or a dysfunctional family? Mm -hmm. And then think about what kind of family you want to create. Because when right. I was learning about this, I, was, I have five kids and I have a grandson now. So all I, think, all I can think is, gosh, here I have you know, all of these kids that I've created this dysfunctional family with. How do I change it? What does mm. a functional family look like? Mm -hmm. So think about that for you. What do you want your family to look like? You may have been functioning in dysfunction all these right? years, but you don't have to anymore. And you don't have to figure out how to do it yet, but at least start thinking about what you want it to look like because then you can start modeling the behavior of unconditional love. Right. And even freedom to allow your children to feel their feelings. One of my, my, my 16 year old the other day yeah. told me that she goes, mom, you don't have to control me. And I was like, ow. <laughs> And in the past, I would have been like, I'm not trying to control you. I just want you to do this. I didn't, just right? controlling. But I went, you know what? I didn't even see it that way. You're right. I was trying to control you. I'm so sorry. And because I want to create a different experience for mm -hmm. my younger children. And I want to create a new relationship with my older children where I, mm -hmm. I didn't do this well. New dynamics. We yeah. have to kind of create these new dynamics. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so dysfunctional families don't allow for any of this positive stuff. Um, so yeah, children desperately need acceptance. They yes, need love, they need yes. to feel important, they need to be valued. And love isn't just words, right? Love is time, attention, affection, just seeing them, acknowledging mm, them, hearing them. Let them talk, let them talk to you, let them take your time and let them interrupt you. Even when they say dumb things, right? That's the hard one. <laughs> But let Sometimes them have your time. Yeah. Let them interrupt you. You know, once you come home from work, if you're still working, you got to stop yeah. and take some time for your children. I had a hard time with that. I remember working at home. I worked at home for about 12 years. And when I first started working at home, I remember my daughter knocking on the door and me yelling at her. And she said, Mom, are we going to eat dinner? And it was like 8 o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, my gosh, she needs to go to bed. So making time when it, yeah. uh, cutting that off there's a time when you need to stop work and you need to pay attention to your family and give them yeah. some time so um, as a you know recovering workaholic doing better um, that's just one of the things I had <laughs> you are doing better <laughs> some boundaries some yeah. boundaries you know pulling back so sometimes um, we even need boundaries within ourselves that's right a, that's one of the things we learned about your, mm -hmm. your workaholism yep. <laughs> is that you need to create your own boundaries within yourself because you right? will you it's will true. run yourself into the ground it is true so so one of the things we keep in mind as Christians is that all people are created with the God-given need to be loved and to have a sense of worth and value. Yes. We're all created in His image, right? So, um, so if children grow up in a home where parents are too strict, if they're really critical, abusive, or neglectful, the result is a child who's going to be hurt, angry, lonely, mm -hmm. guilt-ridden, oh. um, driven, overly responsible, or passive. In other words, codependent, right? <laughs> yes. Right? Yep. By the way, that's what codependent right? is. Right? And they're driven to seek love, yes. to seek affirmation, mm -hmm. to seek value. And a lot of times that can come in the form of perfectionism. And perfectionism? We try to be perfect mm -hmm. all right. the time because we think that's right. where our value is going mm -hmm. to come from. And that's going to make us feel loved when people say, mm -hmm. oh, you did such a great job. You did that perfectly. Or right. when we get accolades and, you know, straight A's as, you know, in school mm -hmm. or get accolades at mm -hmm. work. Right. Um, you know, but that's not actually love. And so mm -hmm. when we were first starting the first book, I went, oh, my gosh, do I even know what love 
is. What does that even look that like? That hurt. Like, here that I... That was a horrible... For both of us, we were both like, oh my God. Like, have I ever Have we ever anybody? experienced love? Have, have we I ever been felt? loved and felt, you know, and loved someone? Do we even know what that feels like? Do we know what it looks like? Do we right? know what it is? Because all these things like controlling and and manipulating and, and you know, control... Uh, what was it? What was it? Some of the other ones where we were trying to love is you know always wanting to protect them and being overprotective, right? Overprotective helico helicopter, helicopter parents. Mm -hmm. We think that's love. Mm -mm. That's actually not love. We're gonna get to some of those that in was, detail later. So yeah, that some parenting really... things that we think are helping that we mm. think are like I think my mom thought, and we're gonna talk about this in, in later episodes, but I think her way mm. of trying to show love was to criticize and that may sound oh, funny yeah. but I think she thought she was being helpful because I think she thought she was teaching me the right way to do yeah. things or something I mean, she was gonna make you better right she was gonna make me better mm -hmm. but it was constant it was like never any like nothing was ever good enough and I think in her head she thought she was helping me mm -hmm. but she was sure she crushing did. my I... spirit but she yeah. didn't know because her family was abusive so she it's interesting because we say I want to be better than my mom. My mom yeah. was better than her mom. Yes. So my mom's mom was and you were all better kinds than your of mom. all kinds of a mess. And then my mom wanted to be better than her. I want to be better than my mom. And so maybe each generation we get a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. Um, so yeah. So there also that drive to be loved and mm. to be valued can lead you to some bad relationships. Oh, it can yeah. keep you in bondage to unhealthy relationships, even friends. Mm -hmm. at work maybe yeah. an unhealthy boss employee relationship allowing yourself to be used and manipulated um you know those yeah. kinds of things abused it leads to that because yeah. we don't walk away yeah. from abuse often so mm. that's difficult that's a tough one mm -hmm. we endure that abuse and sometimes what we do is we continue we'll talk about this later too is we we inflict that abuse on ourselves later right although that's mm -hmm. negative self-talk and that you're so stupid that's right? like abusive if, that if is we talk to our children that way that would be considered abuse so uh, it's very insidious how these behaviors and these thoughts and these unconscious mm. things reflect in our everyday life mm -hmm. and it does affect us it does affect you it does uh, but you can change it there's hope. And that's the good news. Yeah, there's the hope. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so let's explore further the definition of codependency and how it impacts our lives. Okay. Um, and maybe... Um, <laughs> we are so ridiculous. <laughs> just so you know, I can't even explain everything it. that just happened in her head, I heard. You guys didn't hear it. <laughs> But every, okay, so here's what just happened. She went, oh no, we need to stop. We should probably stop here and then start another one so that this one's not too long. But she's like, how do I stop it here? So here's what we're gonna like, do. Like, I'm not gonna say anything that, but she I knew. heard all of it, I heard all of it. So here's what we're gonna do. In an, in an effort to make sure Segway. we're not holding on to you too long, we're gonna wrap up this episode Episode of what this last thought of what codependent behavior is, and then we're going to finish it up the next time. How about that? We'll finish this next time. <laughs> she reads my mind. It's so crazy. It was, it was hilarious. It's, yeah, it's funny. She knew exactly what I was thinking. 
We're the twins. That's what I see. We told you. We're we told you we're twins. I know. It's going to get so, harder and harder to tell yeah. us apart. So, yeah. actually, I think we're going to stop here. Okay. And then we're just going to come back, and next time we're going to um, explore some more of this further. Yeah. So, thanks for we coming. hope this has been helpful um, and that you're relating to some of this. Mm. And, uh, anywho, so we're going to say goodbye for now. Join us next time as we continue to explore this topic. Thanks. Thanks for being here.